And welcome to Throbbing with Horror. This week we have great games on. <laughs> Hi. I've been watching, I mean, I've been listening to a ton of Tell Them Steve Dave and like Puck Nuts yeah. this week. So, like, I was, it was like several days ago. I was like, I have to introduce the new show. Like, Ming used to introduce Puck Nuts. <laughs> I, I knew exactly what you were doing right when you did it. I, I love Brian doing Ming introducing Puck Nuts, where he's like, Ah, oh, welcome to Puck <laughs> <laughs> But how's it going, man? It's good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, You know, we're into December now. Yes, uh, we are. It's how's, cold. How's all the Christmas shit going? Uh, It's in my living room right now, unpacked, unassembled, all that stuff, but it's there. Yeah. I said, we've uh, gotten our tree up, and we were like, Working on getting the lights up and whatnot, but it's just the only good thing that I love about this time of year is like the Christmas horror movies and the Tell Him Steve Dave Christmas special. I don't hate Christmas. I'm not like a Grinch. Like I like the movies and shit. Not even just the horror movies. I like a Christmas story and Jingle All the Way and shit. But like, I don't know. I'm maybe it's just the 2020 in me. I'm just not feeling it this year at all. No, like, there are certain parts of Christmas I definitely do love. Like, I love, you know, being with my family and blah, 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 yak, yak, yak. But it's just, like, it gets way more crowded out there. Like, everyone seems like they're in hyperdrive. Like, I just hate leaving my house at this time. Oh, yeah. And, like, you you get hit with this. Especially during 2020. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you get hit with all the snow? Yeah, we got some, um... We probably only got like one or two inches here. Oh, we got a lot. I was going to say, I think you're at a higher elevation than we are. Oh, yeah, we are. We got a, a good bit of it. Drive. I had to go shovel and everything. It was annoying. I meant to get the shovel out of the shed today, and I completely forgot. And I'm just hoping my landlord doesn't like notice I didn't shovel. Well, that's the nice thing about being lazy like me. I never put mine away all summer, so I knew yeah. exactly where it was. But uh, usually mine turns into the rotten, uh, rotten pumpkin scoop. Where yeah, like, that's exactly what mine does too. It's my all-purpose shovel. Yeah, it's perfect at picking up a rotten jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, but, I actually just got rid of my other pumpkins, the ones I hadn't carved into jack-o'-lanterns today. Like I got rid of like you know like we'll leave some uncarved up just for like fall or whatever after Halloween. Right. Yeah, I got rid of all them today. I was going to say, I think we have, like, one warty one left on the front porch and a couple very small ones, but, like, the 50-some I had, yeah, I had to get rid of all of them, and I wish I had land that I could just go and shoot them with, like, a gun. That'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) that would. But I just had to toss them in the trash, very sadly. Yeah. I did my throw them up into the air. I'm sorry, what? Have we mentioned what we're watching yet today? No, we have no, not. I think I did a joke one where we're watching Ghoulies. We're watching, uh, this week is Gremlins. Yeah. No, you did the joke before we went on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's December, and like we said, we, we were going to try to hit some of the holiday-themed horror, and so what better one to start it off than Gremlins? Yeah, it's one that um I don't think I actually saw very young. I probably first saw it in like middle or high school. And I haven't watched it very often, but it is a lot of fun. I watch this movie a good bit, and but I'm the same way. I saw it in bits and pieces many times before I actually saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those ones I knew of before I actually saw it. Yeah, well, that's like a lot, honestly. Like, I knew, like, don't feed them after midnight long before I ever saw it, you know? Yeah, which is one of the many plot holes in this movie that you have to overlook for it to stay good. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Like, how, like, okay, so, like, I'm just going to jump right to one right now. The gremlins are running around in the snow all throughout the entire movie. I'm glad you brought that up. Are the gremlins warm-blooded or cold-blooded? But at least it would have, the snow would melt on them, you would think. I take it as the water has to hit them. Almost. So even if, That's my way of overlooking it. So, like, 
if it's snow, it melts onto them and then it's okay, I think. So you could throw ice cubes at them all day and you'd be fine. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if I ever get one, I'll test it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's just one of the many things. Like, I was watching this because I just watched this movie. I watched it a couple weeks ago. And then I watched it right before we recorded. Um, oh, did you just now. watch it? Yeah. So, oh, your um, memory's going to be a little more fresh than me. I watched it like two weeks ago. I mean, you would think so, but as goes most of my research, I have to have research beverages. Uh, so true. I'm re- I'm remembering this movie as best as I can. Yeah, which this is also like one. Hey, we made it 10 episodes, Brett. That's right. We're in double digits. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It legit does mean a lot. No joke. Um, and this is also historical. This is our first PG-13 movie. Oh, it is? Yep. Oh, nice. Well, well it's Christmas, so that figures. Yeah, well, this movie's great anyway. So well, it I'm is, okay. and I'm, I'm really surprised it's only PG-13 because there is some really great body horror in this movie. You want to know the fun fact about it being PG-13? This is the first movie that was PG-13? This and uh, Temple of Doom or Raiders, one of the two. Yeah, it's one but, of those. Um, yeah. yeah, we're the first two PG-13 movies, both also by Spielberg, oddly, with him being involved. But they were too intense for a PG rating, but not intense enough for an R rating, so they created PG-13. Which is very surprising that it's actually not intense enough for an R rating, because if you compare the gore in this to Friday the 13th Part 7 where they cut all the gore scenes out. Like that's one of those movies where like the knife is about to stab the lady and then it cuts away to her dead. Oh yeah. Like the gore in gremlins is actually probably a lot more than Friday the 13th part seven. I agree with you. I think part of that's tone though, too. It really is. Cause this has a complete horror comedy tone. Yeah. There's like, you can have people dying, but still with a little like uh wink, wink at the camera. Like, or like chuckles, and then it's much less scary than, oh my god, we're about to be brutally murdered, whether they show it or not. But wouldn't you say Dick Miller is definitely the crazy Ralph of this movie? Is he the Kentucky Harvester? Yeah. 100%. Um, the very drunk, strange, shouting warnings man. And he's rambling about the gremlins back in, like, World War Two because, like... I guess when, like, I heard whenever, like, um, back in World War II, whenever, like, their instruments would fuck up or, like, a plane would fuck up or something like that, they would, like, blame it on the gremlins, like, in almost a joking way. Yeah. Gremlins were a term for, like, things that just didn't go right. Right. Which really fits in with this movie. Like, they did kind of keep with that theme because they're, like, fucking with the traffic lights. They're fucking oh, yeah. with the brakes. Like, all their, they're more into mischief than anything. Like, yeah, yeah. they kill people, but... <laughs> but they do it funnily. Yeah, they're like, hey! Humorously, <laughs> yeah. The, the opening with the, the dad... The, I don't get the inventor dad subplot at all. But I do love... He's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Which is funny, because at the very beginning of the movie, I don't like him at all. No, he kind of does seem very, like... I don't want to say dirtbaggy, but kind of dirtbaggy. And even like halfway through the movie, when like he sells that gas station guy, like the smokeless ashtray and immediately the guy's standing outside and there's just smoke billowing out of it. And he's like coughing. He's like, Oh no, it's fine. That smoke will go away. You're fine. (laughs) I, once you realize he's not trying to sell bad inventions, he's just not very good. He becomes more likable. Yeah. He's doing his best. Like what I'm trying to think there's another dad. Was it the, uh, Dad and the Holes movies. Um, you're gonna get mad at me just like Anna does all the time. I've never watched them. Oh, well, I tell you, there's only one. I don't know why I said I've never watched it. Yeah, but um, it, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's kind of the same thing where like the dad's a wacky inventor, and none of his inventions go right. Yeah, which the '80s were the big time of like I'm an inventor too. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, even Goonies, like, um, there's the kid in Goonies that has all, like, the great inventions. Yeah. Where now, if you want to make inventions, you're basically just going to make apps. That's the way to go now. Yeah, you're making an app for your iPhone that's going to do the thing, you know? Yeah. 
Which the gremlins could be very easily defeated today because there's a flashlight on everyone's cell phone. It's sunlight, though. Yeah, but uh, light hurts them. Sunlight kills them, but you could keep them away with your phone. I guess so, but your battery's going to run out eventually. Yeah, because you're probably going to be listening to a podcast as you're going to because, you know, you're kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Throbbing with Horror and Gremlins attack you and you're like, damn it, Brett and Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the the whole him selling the portable everything you need for your face thing at the beginning, and then he finds Gizmo, and he's... Do you know that who voices Gizmo? No. Howie Mandel. Oh, okay. Um, Is he one of the game show hosts? Yeah, he's... um Not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Fuck, what's it called? A Deal or No Deal. Oh, and, okay. like, America's Got Talent, the bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know he did. He was an actor before he was a host, but honestly, I cannot tell you a single movie he's been in besides Gremlins. <laughs> no, I just know it like immediately I was just like game show host. Yeah. He's but, like yeah, one of the, those um, people who's more famous just for being famous than actually what he's done, I think. Well, I mean, the I would say uh Ming Chen is definitely one where like I mean he was on a TV show and he's like a huge podcaster, but like I mean, no, he kind of really. Got, Ming's got more credentials than Howie Mandel. Well, like, I mean, at the very beginning, like, because I've been listening to Tell Him Steve Dave from the beginning again, like, he starts out, like, they're ragging on him constantly about, like, man, you you do, like, seven podcasts a day, like, a week. Well, it worked out for him. Look at him now. I mean, he has, like, what, shared universe? I feel personally attacked. What? <laughs> man, you do seven podcasts a week. Well, you do, what, three? Yeah, I do three a week, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> I barely have time for that. Um, fuck, where were we? I don't remember. Well, um, the, uh, well, he's, the dad's trying to buy Gizmo, and, like, the, um, old guy's like, I'm not selling him to you, you're not ready, he's way too much, uh, responsibility for you and the grandson's like we want two hundred dollars i'm selling them this mogwai <laughs> the grandson's an entrepreneur the the grandfather does not know how to run a successful business no but um, and i throughout also the... mogwai do you know what that translates to no devil. what what is it mogwai in chinese is devil oh that's cool yeah so that should have been his first indication if he would have paid attention in school yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Gizmo is treated so horribly by this family immediately. Why do you... Are they? I mean, you is know, he... Because there's three rules to this uh, animal. Okay, you, yeah, run them down. You, well, you don't get it wet. Yes. Um, You don't feed it after midnight. Correct. And uh, you don't uh get it in direct sunlight or light. Correct. They immediately take a picture of it and get it in light. Yeah. Um. Um. Almost immediately, it gets water spilled on it. No, no, that wasn't the family. That was Corey Feldman. Well, yeah, but I mean, he was sitting right there, and you would think if that's one of the rules, you would like gremlin proof your house. You would be like, okay, this mogwai is super cute, and I want it to have a nice life. Well, let's be honest. If someone gave me an animal I'd never seen before, as like, don't ever give it water. I'm like. I'm not killing my new pet. Yeah, they're just like, watch this. He's going to like completely like what? what's it called when you deprive them of water? Like dehydrate. <laughs> yeah, we're going to completely watch him completely dehydrate. his. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got to give him some water so I can understand that one. Like, it's just crying and crying. It's like, I'm sorry. The guy I barely know said I'm not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, my dad talked to a, a Chinese man who he probably didn't understand correctly. Something was lost in translation. And for some reason, my dad thinks we can't give this animal water. No, I'm giving it water. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I'd be point. thinking. But, um, well, in Corey Feldman's in this, we just mentioned, which is another Friday reference we have to make every episode. <laughs> Corey Feldman is in everything in this time period, though. Yeah, I forget if this is why this movie is why he wasn't in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. I forget if it was this or if it was Goonies. Oh, well, let's be—I'm okay with him missing it for either of those because one, I liked Corey Feldman in Friday, but I didn't need him back. You know what I mean? 
yeah, it's true. Like I like Friday Five, and I like I forget what the actor's name is who plays Tommy Jarvis in that one. I think he does pretty good for it. I like all three of them, but um, yeah, yeah I mean, it would have been also interesting to see what they could have done with a part five with still kid Corey Feldman. Jesus Christ! I just checked. Corey Feldman has a hundred and thirty-one acting credits. Oh wow! And I feel like a hundred and twenty-nine of them are from the eighties. How many number one hits does he have? I do not know. <laughs> Probably none. <laughs> oh, you mean his music? Yeah. Oh, none. None. <laughs> Dude, I know a band who opened for him, though. I should uh, mention. Really? Where did yeah. they? Where did they open for him at? Uh, in Pittsburgh, I think it was at the Rex. Oh, that's awesome. Oh God, yeah, I like, would have killed to see Corey Feldman live. I saw him at a con a few years ago. He was at when I was at. He actually seems like he would be an okay guy to meet. Yeah, I think now he's more mellowed out and everything. Yeah, from like the interviews and whatnot, he seems pretty open to fans. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm just basing that off a few Friday the 13th interviews I saw, but Corey Feldman's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so the Christmas of it all, because we didn't mention really why we're talking about this for Christmas time. Right. Um, That's just the time it's set in, and it, they lean heavy into it, because that's the whole reason the dad buys Gizmo is a Christmas present for his son. Um, the whole set is decked out in Christmas. Yeah, and it's um, I pr- I'm pretty sure it opens with a Christmas song, doesn't it? It not it- opens after the Mogwai purchase scene. I think it goes to when we first see the town. Yeah, so this is very and like uh, later on in the movie, they have gremlins like Christmas caroling, which is one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah, I do love that. Um, do you know? Um, did you recognize the town? Um, from uh, Back to the Future, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I I didn't right away, and then someone told me that one time, and then when I saw it again. I'm like, oh, it's plain as day. It's the Back to the Future town. Yeah, they. It was um, I think I believe it was at a Universal backlot they used yeah, for this. It's on um, town. It's on the backlot. You can yeah. go tour it still and everything. That'd be so cool. Well, did you ever see that in Practical Jokers where Q had to ruin the Universal Backlot tour for people? Uh, was that the one where he was a cowboy or was that a different one? No, it was a different one. He was like on the tour and he kept stopping the bus and pulling the emergency stop. Yeah, thing. you know, God, I love that one. Yeah, well, yeah, one, that's with... the most cringy one I've ever watched. Like, I felt secondhand embarrassment, but like just that they were going through that lot and everything. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, what else we got? Oh, so this, this Mrs. Deagle, this, um, oh my God, this Ebenezer Scrooge like lady is the worst. Your dog broke my snowman. I am going to eat him alive in front of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Yeah. She reminds me of the witch from the wizard of Oz. Yeah, honestly, that's 100% right. Like, like not when she's witch, when she's person, you know what I mean? Like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, that's what she reminds me of. Just one of the, and she's definitely one later on in the movie. It's like, good. Yeah, exactly. Like, Which, how do they kill her? Isn't like the little stair chair thing? Yeah, her. they short out her stair chair and it goes flying up past, like up the stairs. And she goes flying out the window in front of two cops. Who go, oh. Rocket launches her out of the house. Yeah. And they're like, wow. Look at that. And then, like, a Santa Claus comes stumbling out with, like, six gremlins on him. And they're like, we should probably help him, but I don't know. Let's go back to the station. And they just take off. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, I do want to point out the hypocrisy of her needing the stair chair lift thing. Because she was stomping down to that bank in a hurry earlier. Oh, yeah, she's definitely one. Well, then at the bank, she was immediately like, oh, my poor heart. Like, oh, yeah, she has that in there just for the insurance money. Yeah. Hey, are you hearing me? Okay, because I keep seeing lost connection to server pop up on mine. And then it goes away. You still hearing me fine the whole time? Yeah, I'm still hearing you fine. I saw that pop up a couple times, but yeah, yeah, I can still hear you good. Okay, good. Um, So. Where were we? Oh, well, we're jumping all over, but they find yeah. out about the water thing first, because the sunlight one's obvious, it kills them, so there's nothing to really learn about it. The don't feed them after midnight, we will find out later. The don't get them wet, 
is creepy when you see it happen. Yeah, it's complete body horror. Like, it reminds me of the Fly remake. It's like David Cronenberg directed this movie. Yeah, it really does. Like, they, like, bubble off him, like, as, like, weird little pimple, furry pimples that fly off and everything. Which makes this actually, like, one of the grosser movies that I've seen because, like, body horror is one of the few ones that still really get to me. Oh, really? Like, like, do you not like, like, the neck snap cracking thing and stuff like that? Oh, no. Well, oh, it, really? It, it's a I know people like that. That's one that's never got me bad. Like, I'm okay with that. It's eye- eyeballs get me. Oh, okay. So you can't watch any Fulci movies. <laughs> oh, I can, but, like, that, those are still the ones that make me, like, tense up a little. You know what I mean? But that's why I, like, love body horror so much is because, like, it can still make me go, like, oh, my God. Like, when the gremlin blows up or, like, at the end when it melts. Yeah. Like, when the, I mean, to jump to the very end, when Stripe melts, it reminds me a lot of when the guy melts in Friday the 13th, um, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. When, like, Jason jumps out of his body and then the guy's jaw falls off. Uh, that's one of the coolest, like... I can't like it's strange to say, but one of the coolest like melt effects that I've seen. It really is, and like especially what this movie was eighty four, so like the effects in this are really great. Yeah. Um. So speaking of like eighty four PG thirteen, just get all this out of the way. Spielberg didn't direct it; he was an executive producer on it. Right. Uh, Joe Dante directed it. Yeah. Which, Which um, he's his name sounds familiar. What else has he done? Oh, he did the Burbs. I love the Burbs. Oh, did he? Yeah. It's, I won't lie, I'm still not exactly sure what an executive producer does. I think it's, I mean, I'm not 100% sure either, but I'm guessing. It's kind of consultation, right? Yeah, I'm guessing it's just kind of they go and they're like, okay, well, this is what I would do. Yeah, because like Kevin Smith has an executive producer credit on Goodwill Hunting, but that is definitely not a Kevin Smith film. No, and shame on Ben Affleck and Matt Damon for not shouting him out when they won that award. I know. I remember that from that Kevin Smith Speaks from the early 2000s. Yeah, that DVD. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So we get the why you don't get them what they multiply. So were they try like, are they inherently evil and they want to turn evil for the most part? Especially the new batch? Well, for some reason it seems like because even... um. Gizmo, when like ever the gremlins kind of pull out the alarm clock so they don't know what time it is and they get fed on accident, he offers Gizmo some food and he's like, no, I'm okay. So I'm guessing it's only the new ones that are created by water that are bad. Yeah, so like they're just not tame yet because they're new, maybe? Maybe. Um, I mean, that's another one of those plot holes that you just have to go like, whoop, you know, whoa, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if that one's a plot hole. I, I don't know. But, like, so do they want to turn to the green scaly forms? Like, did they take the clock out on purpose? Can they understand the concept of time? Well, they must be able to, because they're like, it's after midnight, we gotta get food. <laughs> yeah, like, they all start getting starving then. Yeah. Um, the, the egg things they go into remind me of Alien. Oh, 100%. That's so, like... And they're all gooey and, like, pulsating and shit. Yeah. Um, and then... What what goes on? Because the one goes to their teacher. Yeah, um, well, uh, they all multiply, and they're like, we have to take this to our science teacher. Yeah. So oh, and the dad, I thought, was going to give them out to everybody, because he's like, oh, this is where we make our money. Every kid should have one of these when he realizes he can just multiply them. Oh, yeah, the dad's immediately like, I can sell these and make a fortune. Which, let's be honest, not a bad plan. No, I mean, honestly, I can't fault him that much for it, because the thought would definitely cross my mind as well as, like, wow, I bet you I could get, like, $1,000 each. <laughs> oh, yeah, look how much people charge for, like, purebreed dogs, which is insane. So imagine a gremlin. Oh, yeah. Um... I heard Walt Wait. Flanagan's dog cost $2,400. Man, you, you are really on a, on a Tesdy kick right now, aren't I, you? I've been listening to nothing but tell him Steve Dave. I, I can tell right now. <laughs> Anyone even, who doesn't listen to that listening to this show is confused as fuck right now. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Listen to tell him Steve Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is a Ming Chen? Walt Flanagan's dog, what the fuck? Well, that's a Mallrats reference, too. Anyone should get that. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh, speaking of, I made a new geek positive theme, and I included the "Would you like a chocolate covered pretzel?" line in it. Oh, that's great! I love that. Yeah. Um. So, is Stripe the one that goes to the teacher? No, I no Stripe. I believe is still in the house. Okay. I forget there's... which one goes to the teacher. Because basically, it comes down to our cast of humans and Gizmo versus all the gremlins being led by Stripe. Right, and the fact, like, I mean, I get why you bring Gizmo along, because it's a movie and he has to be throughout the entire movie, but logistically, he should be left at home in a cage. You're right, yeah. we're, we're putting you back in your box. <laughs> I love the Stripe cannonball scene. Into the pool? Yes, yeah, I don't where, know why. Yeah, where he goes floating down and he's still making the noises. <laughs> yeah, like, he doesn't just get in the water. He does, like, a big old splash and just falls in. There's so many great, like, gimmicky, like, uh, gremlin moments in this. Like, I love the flasher gremlin in the bar. Like, the entire bar <laughs> scene is just so great. I think my favorite's the movie theater where they're all singing the hi-ho. ho <laughs> <laughs> I, I could watch that on repeat i love that scene i don't know why and i love too they go to the movie theater and they look in the window and she's like phoebe cates is like what are they doing and he's like they're watching uh seven dwarves and loving it yeah they're, they're having a great time well think they just came into existence like yeah so they're like holy shit these things because they also do like to sing so yeah. that makes sense which let's think, if the gremlins, say, took over this town and then continued to spread, they would be the dominant species in no time. Because think, they just came into existence and they already know how to set up a projector. Like, they know about bar culture. They know how to drive, kind of. Like, they, they can to... short circuit things. Like, they are extremely intelligent, extremely fast. They know about, like, blues and soul because they're, like, the blues gremlin that's sitting in the corner with the bottle of Jack Daniels and, like, the bowler hat on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've already created different social stereotypes. Like, they've advanced at an insanely high rate. But if they do wipe out humans, they're fucked because they only eat sugar or meat because they're they don't eat vegetables because they're later on, like earlier in the movie, the one gremlin tries to eat the apple and he's like, phooey. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, they don't need to eat human meat. They could just overtake our farms. Yeah, but eventually, like, they're they're not going to be able to last that long. Yeah. So <laughs> what came first, gremlins or critters? Uh, I mean, I would, I would think Gremlins. Let me look real quick, because I know I, they're they actually might be the same year even. Because uh, I feel like Critters owes a lot to Gremlins. Uh, Critters was two years later in '86. Yeah, I feel like it owes a lot to Gremlins then. But it's definitely um in that same like Gremlins, Ghoulies, Critters type thing, which I know yeah. uh, you would probably say Critters there, right? Uh, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would. I mean. I would kind of agree with you with that. I just wish the Critters movies had more Critter-type things like the Gremlins do. Oh, yeah, the humor I enjoy much more in Gremlins. But Overall, Gremlins, I think I like the Critter series a little more, though. Yeah, I love that Critter Ball. Oh, yeah. And plus, the um, the Bounty Hunters are so great. In the first two, and then they just randomly get rid of them after that, and that's yeah. where I think the downfall becomes. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio took over, so... Yeah, he's on a good bounty hunter. Mister, I won't ever do another sequel. Uh, yeah, you did a sequel, Leonardo DiCaprio. It was his first movie. He had no choice. He still did a sequel, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I know. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, the Gremlins, it, it is very, it's extremely simple. Like, it's mostly just shots of Gremlins doing things that are funny. Yeah, but that's all you need, honestly. Like, it's, it's enough to keep me entertained throughout the movie. I never get tired of it. They don't run it into the ground. No, it is a fun movie. Like, and I didn't know this was 106 minutes. It's actually like, it's a little long, but yeah, it doesn't it, feel like it. No, oh, that's still under two hours. Two hours is 120. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, long for the time, kind of shorter today. No, I haven't seen Gremlins two in like so long. I saw Gremlins two once. I kind of want to rewatch it like now because I don't remember almost anything from it, but they are working on a three. 
that just recently announced. Yeah, I saw that, and they were uh, saying that they're actually going to use like puppets. They're not using CGI for the yeah. They're doing two things. I'm excited about one practical effects, right? And two, it's actually a real sequel too. It's like with the original cast and everything like that. It's not just the Gremlins are back. Right, it's not a child's play type thing with like Mark Hamill that they did. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even mean that. I mean like, you know, some horror sequels, it's the only thing that's the same is the villains. Like oh. nothing about the cast, like the victims or you can't call these ones victims necessarily, but you know what I mean. Like the, the Leprechaun movies. Like every Leprechaun movie is a standalone movie. Yeah, it's not like that at all. That's like actually continuation, I should say. Right. So that that gets me excited too cuz I I love continuity in horror, which is a rare thing. Yeah, so do I. I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about with Gremlins though. Well, um, um I said I know like Dick Miller is so great in this. He like the only other movie I can think like he's in a million movies, but like he's great in Chopping Mall as well. That's another great 80s horror. Um he has all the great like lines about the Gremlins early on about World War II and whatnot and then like stumbling home and whatnot. <laughs> I love, um, I'm like, that man cannot drive right now when he gets in it. I'm like, well, technically, I don't know the laws about operating a Kentucky Harvester when you're drunk. Yeah, I would think that would almost be worse because I don't know what's all going to like that thing probably has some pretty good power. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure it's not street legal for one, at least not to just go to the bar crossing the street to the next part of the farm. Maybe. Well, I forget what country singer it was, but there was a country singer in like the 70s that got a DUI on a tractor. Really? That's yeah. that's actually a real country singer then. I Bravo. Forget, I forget which one it was. The only one I know is like Johnny Cash, and I know it wasn't him. No, but Johnny Cash had a very country moment in his life where he was on his ranch and an ostrich attacked him and with its talon and like slit his stomach open and the only thing that saved Johnny Cash was his belt buckle held his like insides together which is the most country thing in the world that is awesome <laughs> i know like johnny cash was a badass yeah um um well i got to also mention phoebe cates in this who has to have the greatest topless scene in any movie in fast time and in Ridgemont high I thought you were talking about this for a second. I'm like, I completely missed the topless scene. No, the topless scene in Gremlins. <laughs> I was going to say, where? No, but uh, she's no. great in this. Oh, yeah, she's great in everything she's in. I, I always liked her whenever she pops up in anything. Um, I know Zach Alec, uh, Zach Alican, who plays Billy uh, Peltzer, who's the main dude. Uh, he came to the Comic-Con here in town the one time. And I got to see him from like four feet away. <laughs> yeah, you you meet him or no? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's always there's always like ones I regret not, and then I'm like, I, or sometimes I'll just be like, I just think that'd be a cool eight by ten to have on the wall. Yeah, no, I had to go meet Brian O'Halloran for the third time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what else do we got? The the cops they they do fall into the typical stereotype trope of the cops don't believe them at all but of course why would the cops believe them it's not as bad as the cops from uh halloween 5 where there's literally like do 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 type music like underneath them while they're talking all right let's let's break this down Britt. let's say you are somewhere and you've been attacked and you've seen tiny monsters similar to gremlins Let's just say gremlins for the sake of the episode. Go wild and start destroying things, attacking people. What's your move to alert the police? How do you do it? Well, I mean, are the phone lines down or? Well, okay, yeah, but how do you let them know this isn't a trick? I mean, you probably have to bring them proof if you're doing this type of thing. So you'd have to at least bring them like an arm. True. I take the... uh, one hatchet movie approach i think it's hatchet three you don't say like there's a victor crowley or in this case the gremlins you say there's a massive shootout oh okay that's smart i think that's your best approach because i say i'm being attacked by gremlins they're hanging up on me i say there's a bunch of people shooting each other they're on the way 
I've never thought about that. Like, I've always been like, oh, you immediately tell them that the killer is back from the dead and coming after you. No, no, you don't have to do the first part. Just say, there's a killer after me. (laughs) Yes, you don't need to let them know about the back from the dead part. I found the skull and do the voodoo chant and da da da. They're going to be like, okay, I never even thought of that. Yeah, I I feel like you (laughs) need to do that if you actually want them to come. Yeah. These are the things that run through my mind, because, you know, eventually one day that's going to happen. Oh, of course. This is what you have to think about at 3 a.m. when you're trying to sleep. Like, okay, if gremlins did happen. And, but in all, in all actuality, I'd be dead immediately. Do you know I'd be like, is... Oh, go ahead. I'd be like, oh, look at the cute little critter. Hey, buddy, and immediately dead. When they're furry, they're not mean, though. And that's when they're cute. When they're yeah. like the creepy, slimy, green, scaly thing, I probably wouldn't go pet it. See, but I have creepy, slimy, scaly things within a couple feet of me right now, so. Oh, what do you got near you? Well, I got three frogs and my bearded dragon. Oh, that's true. I used to have an iguana. That's the closest I came, I think. Yeah, but the bearded dragon right now is throwing a fit because we just got crickets and it can see them. Oh, but it's not in the cage yet? No, there's a cage right below where the bearded dragon is that has like a hundred crickets in it right now. And it's just oh, like pissed. staring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am surprised that they didn't make this franchise more than two already, to be honest. That yeah. it's 2020 and we're just getting to Gremlins 3. Well, it's, um, I, I would also kind of lend the cred to that of like how great Bill and Ted did or how great like the new Jane on the Bob movie did. Oh We're yeah, like, it is definitely. We're in the era of we talked about on Geek Positive of bringing the old cast back out for one more ride, and it's nice, like, and actually showing that they've aged this much, not hiding it. Right, like it's real nice, kind of that we're getting this time. But I'm surprised it took this long. I'm surprised they didn't just start pumping these movies out like crazy. Yeah, that's really true. Like they didn't do like I mean, even Back to the Future only had one more movie, but. The fact that there wasn't one in like the nine. Well, I guess when was Gremlins two? The nineties or yeah, nineteen ninety. Wow, there was so eighty four to ninety. There was that much of a gap between the first two. Jesus. Yeah, and it performed well, right? The first one. I mean, it performed from what I like. Kind of read up on it, like it performed well more overseas because it was released during Christmas over there. It was Uh, released during the summer in America. Well, do you know what it went up against? What it was released the same day as? I forget. Ghostbusters. Okay, that makes sense. That might have been a problem for it. Okay, so you're standing in 1984 with enough money for one ticket. You see Ghostbusters and Gremlins are showing at this at the exact same time. Which one are you going for? Oh, and I don't know anything about either of them? No, you might have seen a couple trailers, but you know how the trailers in the 80s were. They were actually like they were actually pretty decent trailers. They didn't give everything away. Okay. Um, let's see. Gremlins going for me. I'm like there it's this new PG-13 thing. That's new and exciting. That's true because that was probably in the news and whatnot. Yeah, but Ghostbusters are like, well, all these guys are really funny, and I know them. Like, there's Dan Aykroyd, there's Bill Murray, you know. Yeah. That's actually a really tough choice. I don't know which one I would pick, honestly. I honestly would probably go Ghostbusters. Just because, yeah. like, I would see, like, okay, it's got uh, Bill Murray, it's got, you know, Dan Aykroyd. as Harold Ramis in that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I hope I don't fuck that up. Yeah, um, yeah, I probably would too, honestly. And that's no disrespect towards Gremlins, but like, it's hard to because like now I know the legacy of both of them, and my instinct is to say, of course I go see Ghostbusters. But if I'm taking that away, it's hard to think what I'd actually pick. But that Gremlins trailer is really good because it doesn't really show too much. Like it's very dark. It doesn't really ever show them. Unlike yeah, that the might be trailer. a service to get me to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can well, hear your crickets. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, well, it's nice ambiance in the background. Right? I know, it sounds like you're sitting outside somewhere and it's not snowing. Yeah. No, did no, Liz let me stay inside so far, right? Oh, that's Can good. Can I come back in, honey? Okay. No, yeah, I'm inside. <laughs> so, I don't remember, honestly, how do they beat Stripe? Um, what happens? Well, well, they blow him up, right? Stripe is standing in the fountain and he's, like, starting to get, like, more boils on his back and whatnot. Which... Oh, yeah. 
and um gizmo is is this he jumps the car off the shovel into the wall (laughs) and then like he's um he pulls like the one ripcord and it opens up the skylight yeah that's and that's when they vampire kill him yeah that's when stripe melts yeah that's right and then yay the day is saved and they're back at the house and how in the world does that old man find where they live ancient chinese secret yeah like there's no (laughs) one he didn't use a credit card he paid cash in a back alley for it i also love there's a like a little like okay so like i i love the old man shows up and he's like it's still like a little throwaway thing is he like throws the money back down on the couch oh yeah (laughs) like he's like i don't even want your money like ew (laughs) no it's like you basically stole him from me yeah he's like yeah uh acquired him was a very uh interesting way to put it and he's like yeah i know (laughs) but he did buy it from an employee of the store true the employee was 11 but true he still worked there true (laughs) yeah i don't know like if if let's say the dad wanted to take him to court over gizmo i think (laughs) the dad wins I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, I would say it's a fair transaction. He's not trying to return him. Yeah. Yeah, I think the dad wins. I think he has the rights to Gizmo. But I, they also, I love how they do set up the sequel at the end where he's like, maybe one day you'll be ready for him. Yeah, I think the ending is so sad how Gizmo pops out and wants to see him again and everything. Yeah, he wants to say goodbye one last time. I feel yeah. so bad for Gizmo this entire movie. <laughs> I do too. Gizmo's treated like shit. As he, he really is. Out. Justice for Gizmo. Yes, Hashtag. exactly. Um, also, we didn't even bring up the strange inventor convention that the dad goes to. Oh yeah, where there's um, I forget. Is it the robot from like Lost in Space is walking by and he's like, "Wow, these guys are pretty high tech." <laughs> yeah, he, he instantly realizes he is very out of his league here. He's like, "I have my pocket toothbrush." It shoots toothpaste. <laughs> and oh, with the new edition of shaving cream, let's not forget. Yes. Because if you're at an interview, you realize, I don't have time. I, my face is a little bristly. Well, also, um, I love like when he's talking on the phone in the payphone. The guy that's right next to him has this giant head gadget to hold his phone. I do, too. It's like it's like this complete like what's the um tinker toy type thing like but with yeah. wires and the phone's just like kind of hanging down he keeps like smacking it <laughs> like cuz no one's invention works right. <laughs> well yeah, cuz typically people whose inventions work right aren't at InventorCon. Well, they're on they're at InventorCon on Christmas Eve away from their families. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a room room for desperate people trying to sell each other things. Like, can you buy my None of the people that you actually want to sell to are there because it's Christmas Eve. So it's just all these people trying to sell. Well, it's that syndrome when you're like in a, uh, like a bar type band and like the only other people are there to see you are the other bands. So it's just like, oh, I'm going to go step up on stage real quick, guys. I... I did the music thing for a long time. I have played a lot of shows where it's me playing to the other bands. I I think I've been to a couple shows where I was the only actual crowd member that wasn't a band member. Oh, yeah. I've been to those, too. But it's actually pretty great because all the bands are like, hey, thanks for coming. You're like, yes, I'm number one fan to all of you. (laughs) (laughs) That. I, play, I I met you at a show I was playing. I don't remember if there's people at that one or not. No, that was a good one. That was um, oh, okay. It was either the Empire or the Anvil, but yeah, though that was a really great show from what I remember of it. I don't remember much of that show, but it was, it was a fun time apparently because we we're still talking. I was gonna say we. It's just like all of a sudden it's like okay, I hang out with this person now. I don't yeah. remember why, but <laughs> <laughs> so Gremlins. I don't really have too much more on it. Do you got no, anything? I mean, Gremlins, there's not much to the movie itself, like, plot-wise. It's just a, grot- a lot of great setups for, like, oh, this wacky Gremlin does this, this wacky Gremlin does that. Plot-wise, it's pretty simple, but, yeah, overall, I love it. And I mean, I What's don't your really favorite have... Gremlin moment? Zany um, moment? I love the Gremlin that's in the bar, and he's sitting under the tap. 
and he's just chugging and his gut is just getting giant. Like he's just <laughs> filling up with beer. <laughs> I read since they're all practical effects, they all cost like an, like thirty to $40,000 each to make like each gremlin. And so at the end of shooting every day, security would check every one of the cast and crew's trunks to make sure no one left with a gremlin. Oh, that's great. Well, because um, normally, you know, that's pretty common in movies to sneak away with a small prop. Oh, yeah. Small props were very expensive. They're like, yeah, that's a 40 that, you know, that's a couple thousand dollar arm you have there that you have to give back. Um, I, I forget. I think I was li- listening to something and Chris Hardwick, the talking dead, formerly nerdist guy. Yeah. I know his wife has one of the original gremlins. Okay. Like a full one. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, they are out there. Like, you can, they pop up online once in a while. Well, the uh, guys from Red Letter Media on YouTube who do, like, Best of the Worst and, like, Half in the Bag and whatnot, they have a Gremlin arm. It's either an arm from Gremlins 1 or 2, but they have that, but they constantly use it in skits to, like, beat each other with it. Oh, so, my like, God! No! Yeah, like... They, well, they have all these movie props that they use in their videos, and they're completely mistreat them. Like, they're just set there, and they'll pick up their gremlin arm and just throw it. And, like, the one guy, Rich, is like, what are you doing? That's like a movie prop from, like, the actual movie. And Mike's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, that would infuriate me watching. I'm like, I will take it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, Overall, I think mine's the great. Mine's the hi-ho, the, them watching yeah. movies. And I should talk about how cool it is, the effect of when the gremlins all run after them, when they're behind the screen, and oh, you yeah, see you all the shadows. That's such, yeah, that's such a cool effect right there. I love that, yeah. Yeah, that hi-ho scene is probably, would be my number two scene. Yeah, like, you said, it's a simple movie. It's, some of the gremlins turn bad, they have to stop them. That's the plot of it. It's a good, but per- it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a good turn your brain off at the end of the night kind of movie. Yeah, I always watch it, honestly, more around Halloween than Christmas, but it definitely counts as a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, Well, I mean, let's go to the age-old Christmas movie is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard. I stand by not a Christmas movie. I would call it Christmas movie just because it it gives me an excuse to watch it during Christmas and count it as a Christmas movie. Now that I agree with, like it definitely, but if you, I feel like if you could replace the time with anything else, then it doesn't count as a Christmas movie. Oh yeah. Necessarily. With like a few like script changes, like very simple, it could definitely be a Halloween or Valentine's Day movie. And I think it also counts when it was released. Die Hard was released in what, like July? Well, this movie was released in the summer. Well, and like I say, it's not technically a Christmas movie, right. but we'll, we count it. Yeah. Because uh, if we count Die Hard, then we have to count everything based around Christmas. So, like, Jurassic World would be a Christmas movie. Iron Man 3 would be a Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Better than the actual Christmas movies. Dude, Jingle All the Way is the best Christmas movie of all I mean, time. That's, I'm that throwing that pretty, out there. That one's decent. I mean, Arnold is... Our 90s humor or Arnold is so great. Oh, that, that's peak Arnold for me. Is yeah. him screaming, put the cookie down! <laughs> like, I just want that forever. Yes. Um, what, what else can people look forward to this Christmas month from us? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of great Christmas movies. I'd love to do Santa Slay, which kind of would also fit in with uh, Ruthless, because Goldberg is in that. Um, if you want to do Santa Slay... Or- Remind me, I'll watch it tomorrow to make sure we get it in. Yeah, I would love... To. It's a really great movie. I think you're... Because you've never seen it, have you? No. No, it's great. You'll love it. You said it's on YouTube, right? I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube. If not, I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. Okay, or, if um, I can find a way to watch it, we'll do that for next week. It might also be on, like, Tubi. Like, Tubi's a great free, like, video streaming site. That's It's, yeah. like, a legal free streaming site. Okay, cool. Um, And then... What we are we gonna do Krampus? Well Krampus, um there's five uh Silent Night Deadly Nights. Um the third one has Bill Mosley in it with his brain exposed the entire movie. Um well, let's see, we got four what we'll hit four throbbings or five for December. Uh let me check my calendar. That would be it's gonna be one, two, four. Okay, so 
We'll do Santa Sleigh, Krampus, and then what do you want to do for the last one? You want to do Black Christmas? Yeah, I love either Black Christmas or Silent Night, Deadly Night, one or two. Your, your pick. You let me know. We'll Silent figure Night, it out Deadly Night, two. Two? Yeah. Not even one? No, part two immediately. Okay. Garbage day. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else to throw in for anyone? Um, well, I did. I just want to throw in a quick shout out to um, a listener. Um, 13% Chris um, sent me, uh, you know, they're doing those Spotify like 20 for 20 wrap up things. Uh, it's just the 2020 wrap up. Things. 20, yeah, 2020 wrap up thing where it's like the top whatever you listen to on Spotify. Yeah, it has all your songs and podcasts and everything. We were on her uh, top five um, podcast listened to this year, just below like Tell Him Steve Dave. Oh, that's awesome. So that was really great. So shout out to her. Um, there's, uh, they Tell Him Steve Dave has the 13 percenters. We have the 14 percenters. Oh, are we at a 14 percent now? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We are a very diverse audience. Yes. Um, I, in that vein, I want to give a shout out to Jesse Tranovich because he sent me his and we were on there, but I got to say it showed five podcasts and Ruthless Retrospective, Geek Pauses, and Throbbing with Horror all made it. So I was pretty happy. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, they got the network in there. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Brandon with Theater to Feeder, but you only got two episodes, so oh. I don't think you made it. Also, um, I forget what the uh, actor's name was. Um, from, uh, Fury Road. Um, uh, Hugh Keys Burns, who played uh the Morton Joe and the original villain in the original Mad Max, died. Yeah, he played Toe Cutter and yeah. Morton Joe. So, because I know Theater of Defeaters doing the Mad Max series, and I know how much like we all love that movie so much, Fury Road. So that sucks that he's gone. Yeah, Fury Road to me is, I know it's not horror, so excuse me, but is a straight-up masterpiece of cinema, I think. I mean, it's the simplest movie ever, but one of the best movies ever. Oh, it's a drive up and back a road. Yeah, we gotta do a big U-turn. Yeah, (laughs) that's the movie. But I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. It's it's a, like Gremlins, it's an extremely just fun movie to turn your brain off and just enjoy. Oh, yeah. And just the music, the effects, and specifically his performance as a Morton Joe is just great. I love it. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, I mean, that's what we kind of have planned for December. Just kind of enjoy the one of the few good things about this month, and that's Christmas horror movies. Exactly. So drink some eggnog, put on your footy pajamas, sit by a fireplace and listen to Throbbing with Horror. That's what you guys got to do. That's what we got coming for you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay spooky and have pleasant nightmares. Stay spooky.